Hey everyone, welcome back to the third episode of the second series where I am really focusing on identity. This week I shall be reading my most recent article, Purposed Before Created. This week I tackle the reasons behind our 21st century identity crisis. Yes, in this article I shall also be talking about purpose and identity and how it was never something you were meant to find, it's actually something that you needed to rediscover. If you are alive and breathing, God made you with a function in mind. I also explore the power of knowing your rights. First, you must know who you are so you are clear on what you are fighting for. I will start off by reading my article and then share some further thoughts on this topic. So let's delve in. Purposed before created. The 21st century is in a huge crisis, an identity crisis. I feel as though many people today are struggling to identify who they really are versus who society says they are. People go to great lengths to find their purpose or their calling. From taking a gap year to go traveling all around the world or to hiring life coaches. While these things are great to do, I want to show you how you were purposed before you were even created. What I have realized is that people are always searching for something in life. It may be a good job, a husband or a wife, a mentor or even a life-changing experience. I have also heard people say things like, I am on the search for happiness or I am on the search for inner peace or a very common one, I am on the search for love. Although these are all quite different aspects of life, I wonder if they all point in a similar direction. Normally, it is the start of adolescence that we start questioning our very reason for being and discovering the skills and talents that make us unique. We try to make sense of our differences, including our behaviours and characteristics. We want to know the explanation behind our very existence and what we were called to do in this life. We sometimes look for these answers in the form of a career, a family, or even a business venture. But even when these things are obtained, some people may still not know who they are. I have seen the most fulfilled people in life aren't the ones with the best jobs, the most money, or the perfect families. No, the happiest people I have ever met are the ones who know exactly who they are and what their purpose is. As I have mentioned before, society has a very deliberate way of labelling individuals and groups of people. Historically, one of the main reasons behind this has been to tell us how to treat people. This grouping of people is normally for a constructive cause, But, as history has also taught us, it can have negative impacts if used in the wrong way. The question I asked myself when researching this topic was, do the negative impacts of societal labels come from the label itself or from the treatment of others towards a specific group of people? We have seen the misuse of some horrific labels given to human beings in the past, 
But what I want to focus on is whether the root of the problem is in the actual label or in our response and behaviour towards the individuals with that label. I also want to show you the importance of knowing who you are before society gives you any label. If you allow society or your government to dictate who you are, then you can never build character. You will be swept along with the next trend. It's important to know who we are because studies have shown that a lack of identity causes low self-esteem and depression. Your very nature and design is a result of your purpose. In Genesis 1.26, God says, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. It's important to note that in this verse, God is talking about our spirits, not our physical bodies. God had not yet formed physically Adam and Eve. He had created their spirits. He created them both to be like him. There was no favoritism and no hierarchy. Male and female were always meant to be equal since the beginning of time. It was human perversion and misunderstanding that led to the mistreatment of women. So, for all my feminists, you are and have always had equal rights in this world, according to God. As a great man of God once put it, if you have to ask somebody for your rights, you are admitting he or she has ownership of them. Women have always had equality with men. It is part of the way God formed us. What I believe people are fighting for is a shift in mentality. Knowing who you are is vital in order to know what you are fighting for. Nelson Mandela is a perfect example of this. Mandela was someone who was so grounded in who he was and how he should be treated that despite being behind bars for nearly three decades of his life, he still fought for what was right. A perfectly innocent man and a good citizen was labelled as guilty, a prisoner, a criminal, and, as a result, was treated according to those societal names given to him. There are many perfectly innocent people in this world behind bars for a criminal act they did not commit, but are suffering a criminal's punishment. I have also been doing some research into the story of Khalif Browder, a young African-American boy who spent three years in what was arguably the worst jail in the United States, Rikers Island awaiting trial for an offence for which he was later found innocent. A third of his time was spent in solitary confinement and he was often beaten by both correctional officers and inmates because he didn't partake in their corrupted jail systems. He was offered 13 plea deals but didn't take any of them because he kept believing in his innocence. He would repeatedly say, I am not going to plead guilty for something I did not do. I am innocent. His brother was also wrongfully accused of a sexual assault, but because he understandably couldn't endure the jail environment, he reluctantly took a deal and pleaded guilty for something he did not commit so he could go back home. However, Khalif's brother now remains on the sex offenders register for life, making it almost impossible for him to get a job, buy a house, or live any sort of ordinary life. There are obviously major racial issues involved in all the cases I have mentioned and I have already written about the silent and implicit labels that society often operates under. I would encourage you to read my article 
silent and implicit. The point I want to raise with these examples is regarding the various labels that society puts on such people. Separating citizens from criminals is beneficial, but what if a person has been given the wrong label and is now subjected to abuse they never deserved? Was the fault in the label or in the treatment of those in power? So, to all those who are fighting for equal rights, are you fighting to have equal rights or to be treated equally according to the equal rights that you already have? I also want to help you rediscover purpose. As I mentioned before, your design is a result of purpose. What many people don't know is that God's purpose is key to our fulfillment and happiness in life. The reason we have lost a sense of identity and purpose today is because we have lost our understanding of our original purpose. So, how do we rediscover purpose and identity? Firstly, if you think that your identity comes from the environment in which you live, you will get very confused. Your identity does not come from a small book that allows you to cross the borders. It does not come from your family or friends. It does not come from your job and it certainly doesn't come from what others say about you. Secondly, identity and purpose were given to you. They are not things you have to find. God said to prophet Jeremiah, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. God was telling Jeremiah how he designed and formed him in a unique way so that he could fulfill his purpose here on earth. I would like to emphasize that you are unique for a reason. This is why you literally cannot be anyone else because your unique design is linked to your unique purpose. In addition, I would like to emphasize that although Jeremiah wasn't always a prophet, he was actually a priest for many years before God's calling. God was effectively telling Jeremiah that everything he needed in order to be a prophet was already in him and these gifts would manifest at the right time. I also say to you, dear brothers and sisters, everything that you're going to need in life to fulfill your purpose has already been deposited in you. That is why it is imperative to encourage yourself in the things you are passionate about and your natural skills and abilities. The only reason why God made you was because there was a function and a role that he needed fulfilling. Therefore, God sent you into this world packaged with everything you will possibly need in order to fulfill your assignments. There is a meaning to your life. However, if your identity or purpose is unknown to you, perhaps you need to find time to ask your creator who you are and for what purpose you were created. Jesus was the epitome of living a life grounded in identity and purpose. Jesus was mocked, beaten and betrayed for who he was. Yet we never see him once have an identity crisis. We see Jesus remain faithful to his calling, unmoved by people's opinions of him. Jesus was arrested by the Romans and Pilate said to Jesus, Don't you realise that I have the power to release you or crucify you? Jesus replied, You have no power over me unless it was given to you from above. 
Essentially, Jesus was telling him that although he was physically bound, he was spiritually free. There are many people in prisons all over the world who are free, and there are those who are seemingly free, yet bound. We also see the same with Joseph and the Apostle Paul. Though they were both arrested and taken as prisoners, God's favour was with Joseph, and he was made the manager of the prison, before God eventually elevated him to prime minister of a country. The Apostle Paul ended up writing two-thirds of the New Testaments from a prison cell. If you focus too much on your physical environments and your present state, you will never be able to see what God has for you. I can confidently say, only by the grace of God, I will never have an identity crisis, I will always know my purpose, and I don't need anything or anyone to make me happy. Yes, that includes my physical, very attractive partner in life. That's not to say that having people around you isn't helpful or meaningful. All I am saying is that neither my identity nor my purpose is found in another human being because God was already the one who gave me my identity and my purpose and nobody can take that away from me. As my own pastor and spiritual father in Christ once said, your future is not in your plans, it is in God. Everything that God made has purpose. If you are sat down listening to this now, take a minute to look around at the objects around you. Everything was manufactured for a purpose. You don't just have a sofa and a television for decoration. They were made by the manufacturer with a purpose in mind. In the same way, our Heavenly Father, our spiritual manufacturer and creator, formed you and sent you with a purpose already in mind. Okay, thank you very much for listening to my article again. Um, it was uh, really a lot of fun to write. Uh, it was a hard one, but, um, you know, and it's, it was a bit longer than usual, but uh, I think it's such a deep topic that you can just go so many ways with it. And I'm sure I'll continue writing on this topic. Uh, like I said, the whole series, series two, is really about identity and purpose um, and how it's found in no other place, really, um, than what God had originally purposed for you so um moving on i wanted to uh, pick up on some of the things that my own pastor said actually uh, in a sermon on sunday uh, i was writing about this topic funnily enough and his sermon uh, was on this exact topic uh, exact topic as well uh, identity and purpose uh so and he also touched on the story of jeremiah jeremiah he was a priest um and then right at the beginning of the book of jeremiah in the bible it tells us how god called him um, and this is uh, Jeremiah's first call and first vision. Um, and I'll be reading from Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. Um, and to put it into context, really, people um, in the Old Testament didn't really have a... Not everybody had a unique relationship with God. You know, it's not like New Testament times uh, where all you need to have a relationship with God is believe in Jesus. Um, so I should know these are very special, specific callings onto certain people. So it says... And Jeremiah 1, uh, 4 and 5 says, The Lord gave me this message. I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. 
Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. I'll just read that again. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. So, yeah, imagine getting that as a prophecy is your first calling. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, God was essentially telling him, yeah, you know, I know what you've done so far. I know what you've done up till now, but now I'm calling you. And by the way, everything that you were going to need to fulfill this purpose, I've already given it to you. You know, I formed you exactly like the way I needed you, which leads me on to the first point that uh, my pastor said on Sunday. Um, pastor John Paul said God needed a prophet. So he formed Jeremiah. So you see, Jeremiah wasn't just some random creation. Uh, he was actually created to fulfill a need that God already had. Uh, Pastor also said um, that you have been formed for a function. So everybody has been formed for a function. If you were created, that would means that uh, there was a need for you, if that makes sense. So yeah. And the last thing that Pastor uh, touched on was one of the ways in which you can go about sort of molding and forming yourself uh, to rediscover, you know, your purpose and your identity uh, is by the word of God. Uh, and Pastor John Paul also said, if you don't allow God's word to form you, you will never be able to function. So actually, the Bible is almost helping you uh, in forming you to then actually fulfill your function as well. Uh, so yeah, so that's what I just wanted to mention from, uh, the sermon that I heard on Sunday, which was, like I said, coincidentally, uh, similar uh, to what I was uh, writing about. So it really helped me sort of tie some loose ends, uh, and finalize my article. Um, yeah. And then the next, uh, source of few things that I wanted to share with you was from a book that I've been reading called Understanding the Purpose and Power of Women. Uh, by Dr. Miles Monroe. And um, don't worry, I'm not going to be preaching at you about what women need and who we are and all of that. No, you can read the book for yourself if you really want to. Um, but there are some really good things on God's purpose uh, and identity for us. So I'm, I'm just going to read very quickly from chapter two. Um, this is God's purpose in creation. So uh, the passage I'm going to read actually starts with a Bible verse from Isaiah 14, 26 to 27. Uh, and then the author, Dr. Miles Monroe, just sort of uh, explains to us a little bit about this passage. Um, so uh, this is the plan determined for the world. This is the hand stretched out over all nations. For the Lord Almighty has purposed, and who can thwart him, stop, interfere with, or cancel his purpose? His hand is stretched out, and who can turn back? In essence, God is saying, my purpose will be accomplished. No one can interfere with it or hinder it. When I give a purpose to something, your plans, ideas, opinions, perceptions, and prejudices about what you think its purpose should be, are inapplicable. What you think about what I have purposed is not going to change my purpose and design. And before my purpose could change, I would have to stop being God. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's enough said, really, you know, your purpose is your purpose. It's fixed. And before it changes, God would have to stop being God. 
So yeah, it's pretty fixed. <laughs> That's how intentional God is with these things. The second bit I wanted to read was from chapter four, um, God's design equal and different. Um, these are just some of the principles that uh, the author lists after having read this uh, chapter from what uh, from what we learn. And I just want to read to you very quickly uh, principle seven and principle eight. Uh, so the author tells us to try to be someone other than what you were created to be is to miss God's best for you. When we try to change God's purposes for ourselves or others, we are attempting the impossible for God's purpose cannot be altered. Um, so, yeah, so just really expanding on that first point I was talking about um. Although your your purpose is fixed and, you know, God will have to stop being God before it's changed. But actually, God uh, created you that way, you know, to get the best version out of you, you know. Uh, so, you know, like I said, so, so to miss what you were created for is to miss God's best for you. It's actually the best you could be is the most fulfilled, the most happy you could be is walking in God's purpose, which I think is just super amazing. Um, yeah. And like I said, you know, if it, like I said, in the, in the next principle, uh, if you try and change that, you're trying to attempt the impossible because God would have to stop being God. So I hope you picked up something there from the article, from the insights and the extra bits that I've just added there. Uh, but you know, my prayer for everybody who's listening is just, I pray that, you know, uh, you'll rediscover purpose, you'll rediscover identity, or if you're already on that path that you'll just keep going, um, and, uh, just keep walking in, in purpose and keep walking in and knowing who you are, because, uh, I can tell you, you know, firsthand, there is no better fulfillment. There's no better joy than walking in purpose. So thank you very much for listening to this podcast again. I just want to thank God for the ability to be able to write down and share these articles with you through this podcast and some other insights and thoughts as well. If you do have any questions or would like to contact me, then please reach out to me on social media. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook and the accounts I will put in the description. You can also visit my blog page where you'll find all my other articles. You can find the link in the description as well. It's great to be here with you all again. And I truly hope that you'll be able to take something away from this article. Until next week, God bless and have a great week. Bye.